Welcome to the Global Venture and Review podcast. My name's James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venture, Global University Venture and Global Impact Venture publications. And it's a great pleasure to be back with you here this week. Just start off with a couple of the sort of editorials from some of the bigger deals that we've seen over the past week, one of which was there are occasional silver linings, even for the blackest clouds. One was that the COVID-19 disease broke out this year. Competition for deals became a little lighter. TDK Ventures, a corporate venture unit of the Japan-based materials group, TDK, stepped towards this light. Nicolas Sauvage, head of TDK Ventures, said it had four deals in its pipeline about to or just closed. First up for TDK is a bridge rail for Origin, a US-based three-dimension printer of advanced materials from open sources founded by Chris Boucher, formerly a software engineer at Apple and co-founder of Notion, and Joel Ong, formerly a software engineer at Google X and with prior venture capital backing by DCM, Floodgate and Haystack for Origin. Just because competition has lessened, it is usually for a reason. Getting comfortable with the startup's business and management can survive and thrive, and there is a strong fit with the parents often evolving strategic needs, is usually hard. Here, Anil Hachuta, one of two investment directors at TDK's $50 million first fund, said Origin, 50 or overall, shone. Quote, pain point for 3D printing is 90% target prototype, not mass manufacturing. Origin took a SaaS or software as a service approach to partner with material companies such as DSM, Henkel and BASF and now TDK so it could scale up and cut costs. Then when COVID-19 hit there was a massive shortage of swabs in the US as they were all provided by one Italian company. Swabs are hard to make as they are a mix of soft and hard materials to get down the throat. Origin in four to six weeks went from a napkin sketch to proof of concept to Harvard study in FDA or US federal drug Agency approval to mass manufacture. Origin is now producing 250,000 swabs per week and scaling up to 1 million per week. End quote. TDK, with more than one factory around the world, has had relatively little need to understand such 3D printing or distributive manufacturing before. But again, the COVID-19 crisis brought the need to understand or shorten supply chains to customers to senior management attention. In turn, TDK's manufacturing expertise and use of advanced materials for electronics is complementary for Origin's open source strategy, although it would also look at other deals to potentially do metal 3D printed, such as Mark Forged or Modumetal. Sauvage added, Origin would not replace existing factories, but bring new capabilities and systems to TDK and the wider industry, such as potentially replacing lead zirconate titanate, or PZT, with polymers. This was part of his King of the Hill strategy, finding startups at the top of an interesting niche, but which TDK can turn into a mountain of revenues. For as the clouds eventually lift, the view from the top is even better. On the second uh, big story of the week, we've seen this unpleasant term and practice, but the so-called brain rape of another company's technology or ideas is part of the challenge of doing business. It goes beyond startups finding a feat with investors or exploring strategic merger deals and affects even largest. For example, trying to break into China, corporations have to commit to a transfer of intellectual property. Clearly marked and expected corporations will try and reverse engineer another's products or copy successful launches, but beta switch corporate venturing tactics is unsavoury and risks destruction of a unit's only real asset, its reputation. Bad money quickly pushes out good, as its cost of capital is underpriced and return expectations are often difficult. And so the Wall Street Journal's long read on how, quote, some companies forget sharing information with tech giant Amazon and its Alexa fund 
we may have been naive, end quote, is an important article and follows on for Harvard Business Review's early piece by former Professor Tali Tixera. Amazon clearly told the Wall Street Journal that the company does not use confidential information that companies share with it to build competing products, but with dozens of entrepreneurs, investors and deal advisors telling the journal they felt otherwise, there was enough alleged smoke to cause concern in the wider community. The timing of the piece is especially awkward for Amazon as a highly anticipated antitrust hearing, including its top executives along with peers from Apple, Facebook and Google, was held this past week. Facebook bearing the brunt looking at the clippings. A notice filed by the House Judiciary Committee set new date for the hearing, examining the dominance of Amazon, Apple, Facebook and Google. As lawyer Drew Futter in the blog post following the Wall Street Journal article noted, quote, Assuming the accuracy of this article, and I am reasonably familiar with one of the cases discussed, this is the nightmare scenario of working with a strategic investor or potential investor. We would like to think that reputational risk would prevent this type of behaviour, but the reality is that the prospect of gaining an Amazon-level investor or strategic partner may cause many ventures to take their chances. The article also highlights that contractual protections are only as good as your ability to enforce. Several ventures acknowledged they did not have the resources to fight Amazon for breach of their confidentiality agreement. Although there are no guarantees, ventures talking to strategics in their space should try to get a sense of the walls the CVCs have put in place that govern sharing of information with their business units. End quote. Sensible stuff from Drew. Entrepreneurs have to ask the tough questions of all potential investors and find ways to fight back if they can. As Jim Clark did at webbrowser developer Netscape, when software company Microsoft tried to browbeat it into submission investment in the mid-1990s. Netscape still struggled, it lives on through Firefox, but uh, Microsoft arguably allowed Apple and Google to survive as it dealt with antitrust actions in the wake of Clark's lifting the lid. But prevention is better than cure, and for the industry as a whole, this is no time to hide its head in the sand. There are challenging practices out there. Sadly, too few CVCs are prepared to go through the development or have the smallest C-suite of business units to operate as professionally as the managers would often like. It's been great to see so many new and existing CVCs step up through the COVID-19 crisis and support portfolio companies and do new deals. But there are no shortcuts to long-term support to the entrepreneurs. Otherwise, reputation can be broken in days. Next up, one for Marianne Wu, who snapped up her form assets from GE Ventures. New York-listed industrial conglomerate General Electric, or GE, still limps on, but after $500 billion in value destruction, over little more than 20 years, the, quote, downfall of America's industrial giant is a cautioning tale for all big firms, end quote, according to this week's Economist. The rump is a little smaller again after GE agreed to sell its investments in 11 startups to 40 North Ventures, a venture affiliate of Standard Industries. It also reunites the portfolio companies Aras, Carbon, Catalant, Desktop Metal, Embala, Menlo Micro, Nexar, Proterra, Tamra, Upskill and Volta with Marianne Wu, former president of GE Ventures. GE in November had agreed to sell 16 healthcare investments to an affiliate of Learink Revelation Partners at the time Wu left. She then joined 40 North as co-managing director with Mark Vanderberg. Vanderberg said, quote, We are on the cusp of a modern industrial revolution and venture capital is uniquely positioned to help catalyse that change. The addition of these 11 remarkable companies supports 40 North Ventures' mission to bring disruptive change to established industries and to empower innovators eager to reimagine these sectors, end quote. Wu added, quote, I'm looking forward to reuniting with these transformative companies 
given the time I spent working with them at GE Ventures, end quote. She did not, I comment, to two Wall Street Journal reporters, Thomas Greiter and Ted Mann, on their book Lights Out, that seeks to find out how, quote, success theatre blinded them, GE, to achieving their strategic vision. The challenges GE and other traditional conglomerates have faced is in contrast to the private equity model they've tried to copy in part. Blackstone, KKR, Carlyle, TPE and Apollo and others asset, alternative asset managers sailed through the global financial crisis and have dry powder to invest more through the latest one. Which structure standard industries is trying to emulate GE or Blackstone might foretell part of its future. And we also have another big story, which is one of the more narrow-minded approaches to look at it. innovation and growth, is the argument we live on a planet with finite resources, so we have to cut back and retreat to a pre-lapsarian age. This is a defeatist argument to challenges such as climate change that, once recognised, can then be tackled. As Elon Musk once said of Mars, it is a fixer-up of a planet. And certainly attention on the world beyond our atmosphere is increasing. A year ago, investment bank Morgan Stanley's report, Space Investing in the Final Frontier, asked, quote, will decline in launch costs, advances in technology and rising public sector interest position space exploration as the next trillion dollar industry, which Morgan Stanley records will happen by 2040, up from a $350 billion industry currently. The report gave the analogy of how lifts transform cities. In 1854, when Elisha Otis demonstrated it, the safety elevator, the public couldn't foresee its impact on architecture and city design. But roughly 20 years later, every multi-story building in New York, Boston, and Chicago was constructed around a central elevator shaft. Adam Jonas, equity analyst at Morgan Stanley, in the report said, quote, We think of reusable rockets as an elevator to low Earth orbit, or LEO. Just as further innovation in elevator construction was required before today's skyscrapers could dot the skyline, so too will opportunities in space mature because of access and fall-in launch costs, end quote. The investment implications for a more accessible, less expensive reach into outer space could be significant, with potential opportunities in fields such as satellite broadband, high-speed product delivery and human space travel. The United Nations has in fact set four pillars for its Space 2030 programme covering space economy, space society, space accessibility and space diplomacy. And while the most recent space exploration efforts have been driven by a handful of private companies in recent years, discussions of a sixth branch of the US military, the Space Force, along with growing interest from Russia, India, UK and China and other more emerging nations, means public sector investment is also increasing. Italy-based venture capital firm Prio Milio has just raised 58 million euros in its first close of a fund focused on space investments. Primo Space Fund is eyeing up to 80 million euros for a final close with commitments from state-backed European Investment Fund and CDP Venture Capital, owned by Italy's state investment funds. Primo Space Fund will invest in technology spin-offs and startups and will work closely with the Italian research and academic world, including the Italian Space Agency, which is the second largest contributor to the European Space Agency. Enrico Resmin, the CEO of CDP Venture Capital, said, quote, the space economy is a sector of primary importance in Italy, with a turnover of 2 billion euros and over 7,000 employees throughout the supply chain. Until now, a specialised venture capital fund was missing, and primary space fund represents an important opportunity to support technological innovation in our country. End quote. But space is hard. 
A small percentage of space startups finance in recent years are produced in revenue and stuff to say whether that any of them are profitable, according to Janice Starzik. Great name. Bryce Vice, President of Commercial Space, she told Space News. Luxembourg's multi-million dollar investments in US mining companies, deep space industries and planetary resources have seen losses. But sunk cost by others creates opportunities if the table stakes get too high. US-based Hughes Network Systems has committed $50 million to join Barty Enterprises and the UK government in acquiring the bankrupt satellite internet services provider OneWeb. SoftBank-backed OneWeb had raised $1.25 billion last year and had been targeting what Morgan Stanley called the most significant short- and medium-term opportunities from satellite broadband internet access. Space industry startups attracted $5.7 billion last year, quote, shattering the $3.5 billion record set the previous year, end quote, according to Rice Space and Technology, a U.S. consultancy firm. Investors took stakes in 135 space startups around the world before SpaceX, Blue Origin, OneWeb and Virgin Galactic grabbing nearly 70% of the total, according to Rice's report. And governments have finally provided many of the largest pool companies with contracts. SpaceX's mission to the International Space Station in May was the first there by a crewed rocket ship. And with increased funding, it was finally joining public and private sector responses to unlock the research on how to achieve this planet's goals. So, on to the news and briefs. Our usual news editor, Rob Levine, is on holiday this week. So, filling in was Thierry Hellis, the editor of Global University Venturing. Hence, in being a little bit busy to join this week's podcast. Our data analytics guru, Kalyan Antonov, is also taking a well-deserved break, so there'll be no GCV analytics section in the newsletter for the next few weeks. But this does not mean news has slowed down. First up is Neurex Therapeutics, a US-based oncology therapy developer backed by pharmaceutical firm Celgene, which priced its shares at $19 per share on Thursday to raise $209 million, and it went public on Friday. Company price shares above its range and issue more shares than initially planned will use pro- majority of proceeds for clinical trials of its two lead assets. Celgene's parent, Bristol Myers Squibb, holds a 4.4% stake in Urex following the flotation. And Urex commercialised research from UC Berkeley and UC San Francisco. Other exits, ITO's Therapeutics took similar steps, up in the number of shares and having price shares at 18 dollars each early in the week ended up settling for $19 a pop to bring in more than $201 million in proceeds. Six Dimensions Capital, the investment firm co-founded by pharmaceutical Wuji Attec, was not among the company's notable shareholders, despite having contributed to the $74 million Series B round and $125 million B2 rounds. ITOs was spun out of University Catholique de Louvain and Ludwig Institute for Cancer Research nine years ago and we used cash for more cancer drug trials. And then with Haifei Zhenghang Aircraft Equipment, a China-based aircraft equipment manufacturer backed by Aerospace Conglomerate Aviation Industry Corporation, which has only ever quietly raised funding from investors including Aviation Industry Corporation, but has made a splash with a $148 million IPO on Shanghai Star Market. Aviation Industry Corporation retains a majority stake in the businesses, holding 41% and 14.2% through separate vehicles. CureVac has also filed for an IPO. GlaxoSmithKline is in for, for an exit as CureVac filed for an initial public offering in the US 20 years after being spun out from Eberhard Karl University of Tübingen. And Lee Auto also is charging on to the public markets. 
Mitran Jiamping and ByteDance were among the shareholders that committed to invested 380 million in a concurrent play, private placement for the auto. Other deals, we've seen Cerevale Therapeutics, co-founded by Pfizer, is set to undertake a reverse merger with Nasdaq-listed IA2 in a deal that will give Cerevale a market cap of $1.3 billion. And Sun Asterix is going to the public markets. The Creative Digital Studios floated on Tokyo's mother's market, enabling Kaga Electronics, Sony and Norin Chukin Bank to exit. On to funds, just one, Money Forward is going ahead with corporate venturing. Counting platform operators' investment subsidiary is unveiled. Hirak funds $11.7 million. Initial close with multiple corporate LPs on its way for a $29 million ceiling. Most businesses might be looking at an acquisition or IPO after 10 years. It looks like TransferWise has no such ambitions yet. The International Remittance Service, backed by Virgin and Mitsui, has undertaken another secondary transaction. This time involving $319 million and boosting its valuation to $5 billion. The travel industry is undoubtedly one of those hit hardest by the pandemic and Traveloka, an Indonesia-based online travel booking platform backed by JD and Expedia is no exception. But the good news is the company has managed to raise $250 million, albeit in a down round, led by an unnamed backer said to be Qatar Investment Authority. On the other end of the spectrum, a sector that's done well is healthcare. Roe, a US-based online healthcare service provider backed by publisher Forbes, has seemingly trebled its valuation for $500 million to $1.5 billion through a $200 million round led by General Catalyst. PharmaPax operates an e-commerce business that allows merger brands to sell through its own portal and third parties such as Amazon and eBay's. Seems a boon in online deliveries has put the company in a favourable place with investors. JP Morgan Chase and GPI Capital have put $150 million into the company following an A round by Reckitt Benkisa, McKeesa Ventures, Sealed Air, and Emerson Group. Financial services have seen a mixed response from investors over the past few months. Some are up, some are down. While it's unclear where cloud banking software provider Thought Machine stands in that regard, the fact that it's added 42 million in the B extension to a bring the round to 125 million uh, from clients including SCP certainly bodes well. And there's yet to be any sign of, of a summer slowdown as we've seen Steamer's $121 million Series C down has turned healthy information company into a unicorn. The company spun off from Mount Sinai Health System and collected the money. Practice Precision has worked out a $110 million Series C1 round. Novo Holdings returned for the C1 for Praxis four months after it merged from Stealth with $100 million in funding. Another corporate spin-off that has raised big bucks is Lineman, the Thailand-based on-demand delivery and ride-hailing subsidiary of internet company Line, which has collected $110 million for BRV Capital Management, the growth affiliate of Blue Run Ventures. Heal, a US-based telemedicine and home primary care provider, has inked a strategic partnership with Humana to help expand to additional US markets and netted $100 million from Humana. Seros, a US-based digital content platform backed by CNF Investments, affiliated with construction firm Clark Enterprises, has raised $100 million, led by Sumru Equity Partners. On Global University Venturing, a big one with Thrive has raised $257 million. Thrive Earlier Detection, the developer of an early cancer screening blood test, entered at John Hopkins University has raised the B round. Forge Biologics has raised 40 million in its A round. 
having been invented at UPMC, and Bright Peak has raised 35 million in its A round to deliver conjugated cancer immunotherapies based on ETH Zurich's platform. On people, we've seen Chris O'Donnell being promoted to partner at Pfizer Ventures, and do check out the website as there's plenty of other deals on there as well for people books that's all for me thanks very much have a good rest of the week global venturing review was produced by in-ear production you can find out more by going to inearproduction.com